0: What's up, everyone? Boy or boy, do we have a show for you today. The next 30, roughly about 30, a little after 30 minutes or so, talking a lot. But the biggest news, yes, you know it, Deshaun Watson's back in the news again. But first things first, I got to introduce to you our today's guest. He is an amazing, first off, an amazing uh, podcast uh, host, he hosts the Intercept Your Lunch podcast. Definitely follow uh, the podcast on Twitter, we'll get that out there once this recording is concluded. But uh, Marty is the host of the Intercept Your Lunch podcast. Marty, welcome aboard and welcome to the Air Raid Attack podcast.
1: Hey, hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, excited to be on the show, talk with the NFL, and uh, see what
0: uh, you have. To ask and what we have to answer together yes sir and uh like i said guys check him out uh good stuff and uh, he'll never disappoint i promise you that but uh marty first things first is the uh the news today uh i'm sure you've heard along with the rest of the world is the sean watson the rumors of him being traded uh to miami sounds like it's gonna happen sometime this week i don't know i've i'm trying to catch up on the details of that potential trade but uh What are you hearing on your side? And uh, what's your thoughts on this, uh, in my opinion, this blockbuster deal?
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, Being a huge Washington football team fan, I've I've been wrapped up in this news, and folks might ask why, but there's a potential of a three-way deal, three-way team deal leading to to the Washington football team in this trade. I know that the Miami Dolphins have been hot. Uh, after Deshaun Watson, they really love what he would bring to that offense, and I think a lot of fans down there would be happy. I think mm-hmm. that they're lukewarm on Tua, to, uh, to say it, you know, lightly. But uh, Deshaun Watson is definitely an upgrade for them. Houston, you know, he doesn't want to be there, so it seems sense, seems to make sense. Uh, they have the draft capital to make the trade. And then, you know, as a repercussion of that, Tua comes up north, the Washington football team potentially is that young offensive quarterback that uh, Scott Turner is looking for.
0: Well, and, and, you know, scrolling through, of course, definitely Washington football team is the team that is definitely being mentioned out there. And, and of course, Scott Turner, uh, how would Tua fit that scheme that's up in Washington? And, and uh, moving forward in regards to the beginning of the year, uh, Potential or probably will be the uh, franchise quarterback for Washington.
1: Yeah, I mean, Scott Turner has a complicated offensive system. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's been in the league 16, 17 years now with 10, 11 different teams, and uh, one of his quotes, you know, major highlighted quotes for the team this offseason was learning this offense under Scott Turner and, and mentioning that this was the most complicated system that he's ever been in. So that's that doesn't bode well, I think. Most of the times when you're too complicated, your own players tend to struggle. I think too, it would fit. It's a more of a, a fast pat, a fast pace, quick get the ball out, let the playmakers work. I think he, I think he would thrive in that. It would just, it would just take some time, just like anything else. I think in this league a lot of times young quarterbacks get rushed into situations Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily help them they get dumped and then you know like take ryan Tannehill for example uh struggled in miami had some time got to tennessee and now look at that so there's definitely possibilities for growth there it's just a a wait and see type mentality now to see if the deal actually goes through
0: and of course you know I had Kenny the sports, uh, the sports guy podcast on um, last week. We were talking to Sean Watson, and you know, if by chance this trade, and we, this basically way before this trade even went down, somebody you know don't freak out. But if he was potentially traded, the asking price. Obviously, we don't know much details about this potential trade, but. From your opinion, I mean, of course, it's just you know it's our it's our own opinion that they're straight, obviously. But mm-hmm. what would you think that Deshaun Watson asking price is for that Houston's asking for in, in return?
1: I, I think at this point in juncture, beforehand there was talks of three, if not four, high draft picks, including three first rounds in the second round and multiple starters. But with some of the off field criminal activity that Deshaun was wrapped up in, that kind of seems to be resolved quietly, we'll say. I don't think, unless I've missed it, a true report coming out clearing his name of all indictments. But I think right now, if I was Houston Texans, if I could get a package that would include two ones, maybe a two, and a a starter on either side of the ball at this point, I think you'd have to pull the trigger because it's just going to keep getting worse in the terms of return on that investment for Deshaun Watson.
0: You know, I was kind of wondering, you know, just kind of curiosity, you know, I think uh, Kenny, when we were mentioning first rounds, you know, high end picks, you know, I brought up the potential. Do you think Houston, I mean, obviously MVP uh, caliber player and you know, very young still, of course. And, you know, at this rate, do they just want to dump them for practically something in return? But, you know, obviously we don't know. And, re- you know, obviously they want to get something out of, it, out of this thing. And, of course, Leading to Miami, of course, Watson uh, is willing to waive his no-trade clause to Miami. Of course, Miami, let's real quick on Tua. Last year's fifth overall pick in the 2020 uh, draft, of course, Miami goes to one and five after the loss this past weekend against Jacksonville in London. Um, obviously, Tua started 13 games, passing a little over 2,300 yards, somewhere in the ballpark of 15 touchdown passes, somewhere 15, 14 um, seven interceptions, 64, I think, is the last I saw pers- um, pers- passing percentage. What went wrong or did anything go wrong for Tua or just was this not a, uh, a good scenario for him at uh, Miami?
1: I think there's uh, multiple combinations here that led to this potential trade and early exit for Tua if, if all the hypotheticals come true I think one of the things is just support on the offensive side from Miami if you look at last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars they had three healthy wide receivers Mm -hmm. for that game I mean folks are putting resources around quarterbacks now especially young quarterbacks and trying to do whatever they can to help them and it just seemed like Miami was just a step behind when it came to Doing so, I know they drafted Jalen Waddle in the first round this past year. They tried with Austin Jackson in the first round last year with Tua as an offensive tackle, but it just seemed like weapon-wise they were always behind the eight ball or it just didn't fit what they were trying to do with Tua. I think if he was to go somewhere, they would definitely have to have weapons that would fit his mold in terms of quick, short passes and hoping that the yak yards uh, lead to him being successful.
0: It's going to be interesting, um, you know, as we you – know, literally, as we speak, the behind-the-scenes is still going on, and and I'm sure tomorrow we may know more as we approach the weekend and, and all that good stuff. So, switching from the East Coast to the desert, uh, Marty, the Cardinals just keep winning, and in the process, they look to get better and keep getting better every week in, week out. course, in week one, literally stopping Derrick Henry in Tennessee – um, was it week four, I believe, against the Rams, dismantling, throttling the Rams in week four, getting a good win against Cleveland? The Grant Cleveland's beat up, but you know, a team that a lot of people had going to the Super Bowl, <clears throat> unfortunately. Um, but of course, without Cliff Kingsbury last week, they still happened to get the win uh, against Cleveland. Is Arizona, of course, Kyler Murray, I'm mean, gonna be a little homer with the Oklahoma ties, but. Yeah, at this rate, can we mention Kyler in the MVP and the only lone undefeated team left in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals? This team is, is playing probably the best football of the entire league. Obviously, that's why they're undefeated, but definitely playing regardless. Is this team a caliber team that can make it to the Super Bowl, or is this kind of like a hot streak that's eventually going to cool off?
1: Ah. Uh-huh. I'm Luke, I'm half and half on this situation, uh, going into the season, the Arizona Cardinals looking at their schedule, especially early. I had them at one and four. Uh, I didn't have this team really hitting on all strides like they are. And they definitely surprised me defensively, especially on the defensive end. They've got some young guys out there that are playing really good football. Um, half of me wants to say, this is a hot streak that, you know, they're just, they're hitting their stride. Um. They've been fortunate with no major injuries. Uh, People are still trying to figure out that system and Kyle Murray's dynamic. But then the other half of me is like, you know, um, look at who they've beaten. Like I mentioned, this is a tough schedule. They beat the Titans. They beat the Vikings. Uh, Jaguars, we'll we'll chalk that up too. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) But, you know, beating the Rams on the road and then coming back and beating the Niners and then traveling on the road to the Cleveland Browns, that's a tough stretch. Um, And they seem to, you know, they dominated the Browns. They squeaked by the 49ers, and they played really well against the Rams. Now you look forward into their schedule. They've got the Texans this week. That should be a win. They've got the Packers. That will be a good test. And then they've got a few other ones sprinkled in there that I think that they can win. Um, this could be a team that can win 10 to 11 games. My only fear for them would be uh, just battle-tested, uh, not there, first time being in the playoffs. We all know that playoff football is definitely different. Uh, it's refereed different. It's played different. There's a different atmosphere. And uh, sometimes you got to take your lumps early on, regardless on how well you did. In the regular season, you know, look at Lamar Jackson and uh, learn from those mistakes and grow. So I think this is a team on a rise. I think this is a good team to look forward to in the next two to three years especially. But this year I'm going to have to say they'll have a great regular season but but might struggle in the playoffs.
0: I could see that. And, of course, a lot of teams <coughs> – excuse me, a lot of teams uh, – kind of get that way and I totally agree with you in in regards to the playoff experience people don't realize that postseason football actually does play a huge role in it whether you agree to or disagree but it does make a difference especially for a team like Arizona and especially the the talent that's on there Kyler of course haven't been in the postseason in his early career so far but you look at Arizona of course I mentioned a few times uh, during my time on the time to BS podcast when uh, I'm on that show, and uh, of course, I got to give Dan a hard time. But uh, could, <laughs> I'll be a little homer. But could could we potentially put Kyler as or is is Aaron Rodgers probably going to run away with the league, or is it probably next year we talk more Kyler MVP? Yeah, I I, I definitely think he's he's up there.
1: Uh, don't forget about Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think he he's another solid candidate for what he's doing in Baltimore. But right now, if you gave me a vote and you told me that the season ends today, I think that you'd have to cast it for Kyle Murray just for the success that they're having, especially in a tough stretch in terms of scheduling scheduled opponents in these first six weeks.
0: Of course, uh, going from the, going from the desert, if I can talk right tonight, going from the desert to the mile high, of course, all you listeners out there know I'm a huge Denver Broncos fan, and it's been a rough last six years, but uh, nonetheless, we keep grinding. But uh, I still like what Teddy Bridgewater brings to the team. Um, of course, the loss is now starting to pile up. From a non, of course, from a, especially from a non-biased standpoint on your side, uh, Marty, what in the world is wrong with Denver um, besides potential, you know, <clears throat> Shermer, I, I think he's gone at the end of the year. Vic Vangio is obviously now flirting with the with the pink slip at this rate, unless they can catch a hot streak here and surprise some teams. But uh, what's gone wrong in Denver after the three and they'll start? And was it a cupcake schedule? I and mean, then they realized that the competition, uh, they're not up to that level right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they got fortunate with the three early games, right? Jets, Jags, Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, All wins there. Um, You know, I'm an outsider. You know a lot more about the Denver Broncos, so I can only look with what I have here on the East Coast. And what I see is a team that has an identity, uh, especially defensively. They have a head coach that's defensive-minded. They have players on that side that they're trying to build around. But like everybody else in the NFL, if you don't have that quarterback, to mask, all the other issues that you have, on all the other units it's going to be tough and in a division where you've got Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert and I'll even throw in Derek Carr as a a viable starting quarterback option it's going to be it's going to be a challenge so you know just like us over here Washington and, and for Denver they've got to solve the quarterback situation they've yet to do that since Peyton Manning has left and that's why you've had some dark years over there as a fan and Hopefully new general manager, George Patton can get that square. I know, um, John Elway was there and he tried many, many times on many, many different quarterbacks. I'm sure you don't want me to name all of them, bring back some of those, uh, memories for you on
0: that list. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's, uh, it's it's that it's as simple as that it's it's finding the quarterback you have an identity of trying to be a defensive minded team but I I like Teddy Bridgewater just as much as the next guy but we all know that he's not going to be the guy to lead you to the promised land
0: absolutely and you know of course the last few well last year's or this year's draft uh, 2021 draft of course they focused on defense you know 2020 was the was what we all called speed offense, literally, you know, drafting, uh, of course, Jerry Judy and <clears throat> K.J. Hamler and the list goes on. But you look at Denver and not to keep it too long of a topic, but, uh, and, and you're right, it's a quarterback position. You go from Drew Locke, obviously, you know, he showed some flashes early in his career, and then he showed quite a bit of mistakes and rightfully so. And, of course, Bridgewater – Obviously, much better play, and you know, I'm not saying he's perfect either, but uh, he's not going to take us to you know, he's not going to take us to the Lombardi. So, where where does Denver go from here? I really don't know. Um, of course, you know, they're trying to, you know, unfortunately, that AFC West, that uh, that division boy, you can score a lot of points. You know, they took the L to Las Vegas this past weekend, and you know, uh, Kansas City, you just got to outscore, you got to. <laughs> You got to play uh, <laughs> with mm-hmm. this, um, a NASCAR them, And, of course, Herbie out at uh, the uh, L.A. Chargers now, of course, uh, playing phenomenal football. And that team, I, th- I still think, is a dark horse for years to come. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're in a tough division, and hopefully they can get something going. But, you know, real quick, um, obviously we can't predict the future, but let's just say for the sake of argument, Devil's Advocate, Vangio. Uh, is, uh, is out uh, in Denver, um, where does Denver go? What would their mindset be? Do they eventually go off of a offensive-minded coach, or do they stick with like the last two and stick with defensive-minded and hope the offense uh, can uh, play catch-up to Kansas City?
1: Regardless of any – I'll put a disclaimer for you and all the folks listening. Regardless of any NFL or college football head coach, opening, I'm always going to put number one on the list, Lane Cliffin. So if you want Lane, I think you'd be a great fit in Denver to try to revamp that (laughs) offense. But no, seriously, I think it would just all depend on what type of quarterback you get. I mean, I know they flirted with uh, Aaron Rodgers potentially last year. If they can get a veteran quarterback that definitely has had some success in this league, you might be able to sneak a defensive-minded coach on there in hopes that you can rely more on that veteran presence atop 10 quarterback but if you don't i think you've got to follow the mold and and draft a quarterback or get a young quarterback on a different deal or trade and and bring somebody in that's gonna get the most out of them we see that in arizona we saw that in cleveland with baker even i mean they're getting the most out of him late last year so you're seeing that type of success and i think you've got to try to mimic it the best you can
0: and uh you know, jokes aside, and I told I'm with Marty on this. Obviously, we we ain't predicting nothing. We understand how coaches, you know, the the rumors are that they fall real quick. But can you imagine Lane Kiffin in the NFL?
1: Yeah, I mean, what I think Oakland had him for a few yep. games. He yep. tried that uh, 76 <laughs> yarder. Um, yeah, not to go too far off topic, but if, right, Lane exactly right. if Lane Kiffin doesn't take that LSU job, he is, he's absolutely, and absolutely crazy. That's a perfect spot for him. But in regards to Denver Broncos, yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of young quarterbacks have success with somebody that they can mold together with. And that's what they need to find. They need to find the perfect marriage and it's hard to do in the NFL, but if you've got it, um, watch out.
0: <clears throat> going mile high to uh, to the Lone Star State, uh, Dallas. You know, disclaimer. Blue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no disclaimer. I can't stand this, the city of Dallas. I've been there many times with the wife, but uh, I- I'm not a fan. Um, anytime Dallas loses, I'm perfectly fine. But, of course, a walk-off win against uh, New England this past week from C.D. Lamb. Of course, da- um, Dak Prescott playing phenomenal football. Dallas is looking good for the most part is Dallas a team that can make a run in the playoffs or, or I'm sure you're like, you know, myself, um, can we see them slip up like they usually do in the playoffs and make it a quick, uh, quick exiting. Mm, I'll have to pass on this one. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no.
1: Um, I've always liked Dak Prescott. I liked him at Mississippi state. I liked his story. I liked, um, the way he fought through adversity and being at Dallas and drafted. I, I always thought in the back of my mind, I was like, man, this guy's going to be a, a good quarterback if he gets a chance, I think. And he did, and he's taken the reins and he's done great. And it's scary because we get to face them two times a year, and now they have offensive weapons. CeeDee Lamb looks to be like a stud. Yeah. And um, I, I think that they can be, unfortunately. I don't want to say that. Offensively, this, this team – you could you can make the argument they're the best offensive team right now in the NFL. I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made there. I think they, they still maybe need to shore up, shore up some things on the defensive end. They've got some individual talent, but collectively as a group, just still trying to learn and play together under new defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, but it pains me to say it, but in the NFC, if you're looking, you've got to throw Tampa Bay, Green Bay. I'll give the Cardinals Rams, and I I don't see why you wouldn't say the Cowboys are in that class too.
0: You know, and I know Denver goes to Dallas sometime next month, and that'd be cool, but, uh, you know, nothing against nothing against Dallas. They're one – you know, so – Disclaimer, I will actually give props when props is due. Dallas, you know, I think Dak has, was one of the probably better young quarterbacks in the league. Um, love the story, especially coming out of Mississippi State. It's a bummer. His, his flight happened to be uh, delayed or missed to Denver, but uh, that's, you know, that's where <laughs> fate comes in. But yep. um, but nonetheless, you know, I think Dallas is in the right as much as I hate, I hate bite, I bite my tongue on this, but Dallas in the right direction. They got to work on some of that defensive line. I think this is probably one of their best offensive lines in quite a while. I mean, it still could be better, but it's not bad. And when you have an O line, unfortunately, Denver. When you don't have an O line, your quarterback is only good as you as they can protect them. But uh, Zeke is is playing decent football in the course of receiving core, and uh, especially with Lamb and Cooper, and the list goes on and on. I think Dallas was going to win some football games. I don't think as long as, unless they get matched up uh, well in the playoffs, presuming they make it um, we'll see when when it comes football time in the playoffs, but uh, nonetheless, I think Dallas can easily uh, be a team that can make some noise, I believe. And, and as much as I know it bothers both of us, they're, they're, they're in the right direction. Certainly.
1: And, uh, and I want to go back to, you know, they've had, they've always had, early regular season success you know historically the last few years I mean they did beat the Chargers early on in the season Uh, there were some questionable calls there but if you look at their next few games here you're talking they beat the Cowboys Panthers Giants Patriots like I, I still feel like this team needs to get tested when they did on the road against Tampa Bay week one they lost Unfortunately for us, I don't think they're going to get a test until late November when they go to Kansas City, you know, the three games prior Vikings, your Broncos and the Falcons. I think, you know, even an off day for that offense, they'll still win those ball games. So still waiting to see a real true test. I thought New England would, was their best one so far and they, and they squeaked by there and uh, I don't think that's saying much, but. I, I still think that they need to be tested.
0: Lone Star State making a final trip before we head back to the university. But uh, Cleveland, Ohio, of course, tomorrow, Thursday night football. Uh, Cleveland, Denver has all the matchups to be just like the Jets and Denver was probably a year ago. Uh, Baker Mayfield is out. Nick Chubb is out. I don't know if Kareem Hunt's out or not. but uh, He is. Yeah, so Creams Hunt out. Um, the list goes on. I know the three out. out. are listed. I'm currently looking at the roster. Eight is potentially listed as questionable. But beside the injuries, the season hasn't gone as planned. I got Molly, that is a humongous Cleveland Brown fan. She'll be coming on the podcast at the end of the month or early uh, November. But uh, Cleveland fans are frustrated, and, and rightfully so, that under the results haven't been there. Is it time that the Cleveland Browns start to unload some of their talent and rebuild? And what's your thoughts on Baker? Is is he the franchise quarterback that they've been looking for? Is this kind of the end of the rope for him in Cleveland?
1: Uh, no. I, if it was me, I, I don't – you know, he's not getting Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen money, of oh, course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you, I mean, just two years ago, right, or a little bit longer – They didn't win a game for like almost two seasons. I mean, you went 10-6. and You won a few playoff games. Uh, I would think that, you know, regardless if you think he's the answer or not, wouldn't you want to try to keep some level of success in that town? I think he is the perfect fit for Cleveland in that offense. I think that they run through Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think that is where they need to focus on. Um, maybe ship OJB or um, Odell Beckham out. I mean, potentially, but looking at this season, I think they've done good so far. They've had some really tough challenges. Unfortunately, like you said, the injury bugs bit them pretty hard. They've got you guys on Thursday, but then they've got back-to-back AFC North game, Steelers, Bengals. That's going to be tough to play without potentially Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So hopefully they can try to weather that storm. Got a couple – couple of chumps in there before they'd go back to back ravens by ravens. That is definitely going to tell the season right there for them. So it it it's just unfortunate that the injury bugs hitting them this hard. I mean, Nick Chubb has been solid and one of the best running backs in the league. So we'll see. I don't think it's time to rebuild. I think it's time to just get healthy. And you know, regardless of on how this season ends, you have to remember that they had that and hopefully that that fan base and that organization understands that. And I think they're good enough to compete with the pieces that they have now.
0: Well, absolutely valid points. Uh, Case Keenum, of course, a former Bronco gets to start tomorrow night against Denver. So that'd be interesting, but you know, the Brown fans, um, very passionate, probably the most, one of the most passionate fan bases that probably is out there in the NFL by far. And uh, you know, it just amazes me, you know, you got to love Twitter because you can go from the highest to the lows and a lot of, you know, a lot of <laughs> Brown's Twitter, I'll just put it that way. It's very entertaining just to scroll through on a, uh, on a Sunday afternoon. Certainly is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's one of the better more passionate fan bases that you have to give them their props like I mentioned earlier, they didn't win but one game in two seasons, and here they are, two or three seasons removed from that, and already trying to upgrade a quarterback who just had them ten and six and then a, and a, and a playoff win last year. I mean, they're they're optimistic as anything, so you've got to give them their credit on there. I mean, I'm still living on the Kirk Cousins wild card appearance six years ago, you know. So it's it's something it's something to uh, definitely give props to.
0: And just think, Cleveland fans, you guys were just a few plays away last year from going to the AFC Championship. Game. You guys are almost, yeah. you guys are almost here. Just, just yeah. hey, even even this year, I mean, they they should have beat
1: the Chiefs Week One, most definitely. That would have put them at four, five, and zero. Oh. They had a shootout with the Chargers that they could have arguably won too. They could have just got one first down there in the fourth quarter, and then you know the injury bug hit them. That's why the Cardinals got a good a good crack at them. I mean, they could have went into that game, both of them being undefeated. And it just, it's just funny how in the NFL, the ball bounces a certain way, sometimes certain weeks, and it changes the entire narrative for not only a season, but a regime. It's insane.
0: Absolutely. Two quick questions. Well, this one's gonna be a simple question. And uh, we always hear him and a lot of people despise him, but he is one of the greatest to play. Tom Brady says he can play till he's fifty-five. You know, heck, who knows? Uh, could we see? I know he's for what forty-four. Um, could we see him at fifty in the NFL, or he's just saying it just to kind of get some good giggles out of this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think so. It, it, it's definitely a ploy. He he knows what he's doing, but then again, I mean, why doubt the guy? We talked earlier, and there's a reason why there's the same quarterbacks getting in the playoffs and having success in the playoffs because playoff football, whatever anybody wants to say, that is like its own different league. And that's why I see a lot of newer teams, newer quarterbacks struggling early, and then you have some folks in there that's had success, and Tom Brady's definitely one of them. So as long as he can stay healthy through a regular season, I'm not betting against that guy come January. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> Hey,
0: like Kenny and I talked about, uh, you know, he, he may have a losing record against Denver, but regardless, that dude can win and he knows how to win. And plus, he's got seven rings. He can't, uh, you right. can't argue at that rate. Certainly not. And final question for you, Marty a little college football. Um, I know I've been busy work wise every other weekend, seems like, so I haven't watched too much football or college football, at least to that matter. But uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats, the number ranked, number two ranked team in the country i like them i'm not completely sold on them but hey they're the second ranked team in the country mm-hmm. uh could they i mean i hate saying could because anything's possible is there do they have a legit chance of um, playing for a national championship if they can get by that 1st semifinal?
1: <laughs> yeah and i think it's gonna it's going to um Definitely depend on the draw they get, you know, if they stay at two or three. um, I guess, unfortunately for them, Alabama lost because potentially they could jump up the three Bama, Georgia in the SEC game. That looks like it's probably going to happen. One of them loses. I think if they pull any of those two teams, um, unfortunately, I don't see them winning that one. But there could be there could be a scenario where they, you know, they pull the Big Ten team or they pull. Uh, Oklahoma or they pull Oregon and, you know, I'll give them a chance against that, that team, but uh, especially Georgia, that defense is absolutely insane. I think they're going to overpower just about anybody. So it's definitely a good story. It's definitely good for college football. I believe that they deserve to be there. If they're undefeated by the end of the season, regardless of one through four, they deserve to be one of them. And uh, it's it's refreshing, so I'll definitely give them their props. I just unfortunately think if they have to go up against one of those big SEC dogs in the first round, there it's it's unfortunately going to end.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the draw, especially if they get S in the SEC Tech Georgia, I think that could really mm-hmm. I mean, probably give them a quick exit. Oklahoma team you know we don't know at least here and not watching close enough I don't know what team may may or may not perform the next week so who you knows? And plus we're 0-4 in the playoffs so we have no room to talk anyway um <laughs> <laughs> I will give you I will give
1: you this I will give you this you jumped on my show for the college preview um you know before the season started to cover the big 12 and and you said it I'd love to pull it and send it to you but you said that Caleb Wilson is a better quarterback than Spencer Radler. You didn't want to get into the topic because we were doing a quick hit uh, interview, but you called it. And, you know, that was kind of the first time I heard that name. And I saw it last week and I was like, man, you know, we talked about that in our college preview show. So I, I got to give you live air props on that.
0: Hey, I appreciate it. Guys, if you haven't listened to that one, trust me, I've, I've listened to it three or four times to see where everybody's at right now. And mm-hmm. it's a great show, not just because I was on there, but no, seriously, it's a great show, Jeff, we check it out. Um, yeah. That kid can play. Uh, my dad and I were just talking about him earlier uh, over dinner at his house. And he like said, this kid's good. I said, this kid's better than Spencer Rattler. And I don't know what's wrong with Spencer, not to get off topic real quick, but mm-hmm. Spencer, but uh, – this team rallies around Caleb, and boy, this team can score points, unlike what Spencer was doing, yeah. in the first uh, early part of the year. So, who knows what's going to happen with Spencer? You know,
1: he obviously- needs to go to LSU with Lane Kiffin, yeah. and he needs to revive his career down there. I'm telling you, that's the perfect spot. I'm going to keep saying it until I'm going to, I'm going to uh, Lavar ball it, speak it into existence. I think that's going to be great for college football to get LSU back on track and playing down there with Georgia and Bama and all those other up-and-coming SEC schools. I mean, that's – I'm just going to keep saying it and hope that happens because I think that would be a great spot for him.
0: Hey, I, I'm not going to argue that one. I, I I like that. You know, that's a team that nobody talks about. I keep hearing Arizona State. Of course, he's from Arizona. So, you're going to hear that quite a bit. But last but not least, I promise you, final question, Marty. Who do you have winning the Heisman Trophy winner this year?
1: Shoo. Uh, there, there's definitely some good names out there. Like we talked about Cincinnati quarterback Riddler. I know he doesn't get the the national love, but he, he should definitely be up there. Of course, Bryce young as well um, for Alabama, the quarterback there. <clears throat> He's doing absolutely great. So I think, I think I'd have to go with Bryce young quarterback, Alabama. Um, that team looks to be good. I know they had a stumble a few weeks ago against Texas A&M, but, uh, he would definitely be the popular vote. But, you know, if, if I had to take somebody that I really like would be the Cincinnati quarterback, Riddler.
0: Riddler can play and he can ball out. I would definitely would love to see him on Sundays and we'll see if that chance happens or not. But I know there's college football realignment going on right now, Conference USA and the Double A C. And unfortunately, I know that's not big, big news, but I think college football in itself is that's where we're at now is – yeah. super conferences and hey the game's getting bigger and that's where the money's at so
1: yep money dri- mo- money's driving all of that and and I'm, I'm still teetering on how i feel uh, i definitely wait and see very nervous on if the college football game traditions and bloodlines and those old school rivalries and teams playing teams if all that stuff kind of goes to the wayside for the money it'd be unfortunate but uh, that's just the way life goes sometimes
0: I'm with you on that one. I still miss uh, OU Nebraska, but, you know, the money talks, and unfortunately, it will ruin rivalries like you can't believe. Yep, yep. I totally agree. Nonetheless, guys, thank you so much uh, for listening. Marty, it was fun. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and jumping on the podcast. And as always, as I can tell everyone that comes on, you're more than welcome to come back anytime you want. Just shoot me a text like, hey, uh, let's do this again, and uh, I'll be glad to have you back on.
1: Certainly, man. I appreciate it. I had fun talking NFL football. Hopefully, your Oklahoma Sooners will be in the uh, top four by the end of the season, and your Broncos get an answer this offseason. So you you've got some uh, good t- good things coming your way. So, and uh, for the Washington Football Team, I guess go for to uh, go for anybody at this point. But Dan <laughs> Snyder,
0: sell the team. real quick marty where can they find you at on your uh, social media outlet certainly certainly again thank you guys marty
1: joins here intercept your launch we're on all podcasting platforms but follow us on our social media to get all the updated news and sports podcasts that we drop um, facebook twitter instagram at int underscore your underscore lunch
0: there you have it, of course. <clears throat> excuse me, Air Raid underscore podcast. And don't forget to shop at lawterrain.com. Save 10% on all your watches and accessories. And uh, use the air code. air. Use the code. There we go. Air Raid. And uh, save 10% on all of your orders. Marty, thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And uh, let's enjoy some more football this weekend. Certainly. Certainly. Thank you. Thank you. And you've been listening to the air attack podcast. We'll see you all next week.